Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy, today on April 21st of 2022. I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here, as usual, to just talk about some of the anime we've been watching. As the title indicates, uh, some of them air on Toonami. Mm-hmm. So, we might be getting... Uh, Whenever we start watching a new series, usually we get more uh, listens for that episode. So we've got to be on our best behavior for anyone <laughs> new who comes in because they were all are all excited about us watching the first episode of Lupin or Spy Family. Mm-hmm. So we got to keep that in mind, but we'll probably forget about that in about one <laughs> minute. All right, so. As usual, though, we start with the Toonami shows we watched uh, and go over them in order. And so we'll begin with Shenmue, episode 11. So after they finally found uh, Yawanda Zoo, they get atta- they got attacked, but um, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. I can never remember. I just remember of her as that um, that girl who has the same voice actress as, as Death, even though they don't look, sound anything alike. Uh, from what I remember. Uh, uh, you mean Su Ying? Su Ying. Is that who you're talking about? The girl in the blue dress? The, 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 like the, the one... The, well, I think she's the only other girl, so... <laughs> I think there's only two girls in this series, and the other is a motorcycle one. Yeah. Okay. Um... Or maybe she does sound like as death from a comic I kill. It's been a while since I saw the dub, but I don't think it's the same. Anyway, I um, I mean, it's the same person, but different voice. Yeah. Anyway, oh, great. We're really putting on our best uh, foot forward, aren't we? <laughs> so she shows up and manages to help them, but Yawanda Zoo still gets captured. So Rio does some practice fighting in the dark uh, to train. <laughs> then he kind of engages in some of these... Uh, Show fights as part of this plan to try to go and rescue Yawanda Zoo. And then they seem to be making progress for that. And they get to the place where they think he's held. But then the bad guys show up and says, Sorry, but your Yawanda Zoo is in another castle. <laughs> and uh, decide to attack uh, them. And yep, that's essentially the episode. Yep. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't exactly know how they fit this into the game, which I need to play the game. I I bought it, but I forgot to play it. And um, I'm interested to see how these things play in the actual game itself. Um, but yeah, pretty good episode. Yeah, yeah, it was decent. This uh, this series definitely has been improving uh, later on. It's it's like not great, but it's decent. Um, and honestly, mm-hmm. of the of the sort of Adult Swim original animes, well, it's definitely a uh, an improvement over uh, I the Blade Runner, Black Lotus, or mm-hmm. Fena. Yeah. Although we'll see, maybe the last episode will have someone show up to Rio and announce that he's the writer, and then Rio has to make some choice that comes out of nowhere and had nothing to do with anything previously, and then forget, and then loses his memory. <laughs> that was that was such an ending to Fena. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So after we get through that, um, we've got Attack on Titan episode eighty-five. So the um, so the characters, because their plan is to go and try to stop Aaron, um, and uh, from killing everyone, which ironically is more of a euthanasia plan than the plan that was actually called euthanasia. <laughs> Uh, because at least this one involves actually killing people rather than just sterilizing them. Right. But, um, anyway, yeah, they need to get into the boat to leave, but it's, uh, uh, controlled by the, your favorite term, the Jaegerists. <laughs> so they end up having to go with a plan to, to hopefully try to take, uh, control of it and, uh, while without killing anyone. Uh, that doesn't work so well, so they end up having to kill some um, people who they previously were on decent terms with. And uh, then, um, yeah, that was essentially uh, it. I th There was some arguing, too, but that was largely the episode. Didn't Armin get shot? Was, I thought... Um, I, yeah, he got shot, but he's, like, all tightened, so he's, he's like, whatever, so I'm sure he's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was like, how do you survive getting shot in the mouth, you know? <laughs> I'm honestly not uh, kind of uh, confused as to exactly, because you can, because the thing is, if they get an injury, they can survive it by turning into a titan, but then you have people that, it, but it's also established that it's possible to kill them, if you like hit them with the right damage before it happens. But so I'm not really, I, I'm confused about exactly how that works, but uh, yeah, he's probably fine. Cause he's got Titan regeneration powers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I didn't think, yeah. I didn't think it was a very good episode. I, I, I it, it was like this whole thing where they'd have someone pulling a gun on someone but instead of shooting, they just kind of stand there, scared to shoot the gun, and then they just wait around for someone to shoot them. It's like, you know what? That's just a dumb way of making the main character survive. If you're just going to have people say, okay, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot you, and never do it, and then wait until they get shot themselves. It's just dumb. So, yeah, this was, again, another case of me not liking Attack on Titan. The reason I didn't particularly care for it is because they're trying for the... Because they're really trying to push forward the idea of, oh, well, things are super gray now. Because, sure, Aaron's plan is like, hey, I'm going to kill everyone, but, you know, the, all the everyone would kill you if you don't. So uh, there's that. And then they're like, they're having, oh, man, we got to fight these guys who we were... Uh, who were pre who were just recently our allies and we don't want to do it and we got to kill him and I'm just thinking remember when this show was just you know about uh killing titans that were like <laughs> just the bad guys and even after it got a little more complex you know we found okay there are these people who can turn into titans and they're the bad guys but we find out well they kind of had reasons for it it's it just right now we're, we're just trying to push so hard into the into like all this like sort of 
not exactly grim dark, but sort of I guess grim territory. And I'm thinking, you know, this this the series was more enjoyable before it went on to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the way it's like you can't tell who's good, who's bad. It's just kind of like everyone's just out to save themselves, which you know isn't too inaccurate, <laughs> but. Uh, it does confuse the viewer because the viewer, me, is expecting to know who I'm supposed to be cheering for, or in some cases, who I'm supposed to be cheering for, but will intensely cheer against. (laughs) But uh, now it's just so confusing. And the I really, really hate the fact that they had to change Armin's look because sometimes I look at him and I don't realize that's Armin. <laughs> and and that, that really throws me off at times. I'm like, okay, well, that couldn't have just been Armin who got shot, could it? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, uh, and yeah. So, yeah, lots of problems with this. Um Man, we got to go through another whole season of this. Oh, man. I don't know if it'll be like a full length season, but it'll be. Let, let me just double check to see how many uh, chapters there are uh, left. But yeah, that I know. I know we kind of have kept mentioning it, but it is w- really weird. The problem isn't that Armin design got changed really it's a fact it got changed and then they introduced yelena who looks basically just like arm like well not just like armin but really similar she's got like the same hair color it's a similar mm-hmm. uh style now when they're talking it's obvious who's who but you don't always have that luxury yeah okay let me just uh okay so the last episode of the season was called the dawn of humanity now, thankfully, they usually name these episodes after the actual chapters. So there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine chapters left uh, to adapt. And they usually kind of go at a rate of about maybe one or one and a third each uh, episode. So when we get back, we might, it'll probably be like a truncated one to be like maybe six or seven, um, episodes. Or maybe they'll one piece it and turn those into 12 episodes, (laughs) pad it out. Yeah. The, well, one piece basically does go at the rate of, um, it seems one chapter per episode, but one piece is a weekly series. So the chapters are about half the length of attack on Titans. Mm-hmm. So when Attack on Titan does one chapter to one episode, it's kind of it's it would be the equivalent of two One Piece chapters into one episode. I see. Okay, so yeah, we've got that. We've got a few more episodes to go, and then we'll go on another hiatus, and then finally come back later mm-hmm. for the uh, the final season part three. <laughs> The honestly, real final. Honestly, I'm a little sur- surprised they aren't. I, they could do a movie with the amount they have left. It would be of movie length, but uh, they maybe they 
are just but it look I think they announced it's going to be an actual extra part of the season, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm you know, come to think of it, let me just double check on something here. So this season came back and um this second part of the season is sixteen uh is um let's see. So we got we had sixteen yeah, so this was like 13 episodes. Yeah, you could have just like finished it by adding a few more episodes, I think. But I don't know, maybe it doesn't work for scheduling or something. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll continue with that next episode. We go to Attack on Titan. Sorry, Assassination Classroom. Uh-huh. Assassination Classroom, episode 39. So... After Nagisa suggested that you try to save Koro-sensei, an argument among the kids erupts about whether they should keep trying to kill him or work to save him, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because they know now he's not trying to destroy the world, so killing him isn't going to save anything. Because, And it's obvious that we also know, yeah, like, if he's... If it actually comes down to the wire and the choice is, oh, uh, like, he'll totally let himself be killed so there's no real need to do that i mean worst case even if you want to do it because you want to like do it yourself and get the experience or whatever you could try to find a way to save him and then if that doesn't work try to kill him mm-hmm. but anyway about half the kids are like now nah, let's keep going with the assassination attempts and such because they worked out so perfectly so far uh, and then they just end up to decide the matter being split into two teams to do, uh, some sort of like another paintball thing. Yeah. And, uh, then we just go through the paintball thing, which is most of the episode. You know, I actually did like this episode. So, um, I thought it was nice that they were finally developing characters other than just Nagisa and uh karma so uh, the only problem was like i did they've done such a poor job developing them in the first 38 episodes that you know i really didn't know who they were but i i still thought it was a pretty entertaining episode and 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 i like that it didn't just end after one episode i like that now there's a there's a another episode to this paintball thing, um, the, and of course NFT uh, C decided to remain neutral, which it was like, yeah, that that had to happen because the only way she could have gotten into it is if she would have started spraying paint out of her phone. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was actually very entertaining. So uh, I'll give kudos to them on making me interested because a lot of the time it doesn't happen with this show, but this time it did. In regards to developing the students, I uh, I know, I think there was some in the manga that kind of got cut for time, like this one I th- the character I remember, distinctly remember... Um, I can't remember what his name was. I think he's he's got he's got the glasses on, and I think he's got blue hair. Maybe I'm misremembering her color, but I remember there was like a mini arc around him in the manga. I think 
I think they're actually everyone got at least some kind of mini arc. And I mostly remember him because there's a part where Koro Sensei is describing this uh, book or something. And it's obviously a parody on those, you know, like overly long anime or light novel titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've gotten. Uh, but yeah, there's that. Uh, I didn't like the battle quite as much because I don't know. I just kind of. It felt to me kind of like a lot of it felt interchangeable to me, I guess. Like, you're just doing this. It, it, it felt to me like, okay, we know this is just going to come down to, the to like, the most important characters in the end. So we're just mm-hmm. kind of waiting for that to happen. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean by that. All right. So... After that, we move on to the premiere of Lupin the Third, Part Six, Episode Zero. Uh, and that—that's exactly how many minutes of this episode I was able to watch, because uh, due to a series of unfortunate events, um, every way I could have watched this show. I ended up failing at there was there's three different ways I could have watched the show, you know, or maybe even four. I could have watched it live. I could have DVR'd it. I could have watched it on High Dive, or I could have watched it on Adult Swim's website. And every single one of those things didn't come to be because you're know, not having a subscription anymore, or not having a cable provider, and uh, and forgetting to DVR it. So, yeah, so all that happened. It was like the universe was telling me, you do not want to watch the first episode of this season of <laughs> the third because I just couldn't see it. Okay, so it's all up to me. Well, to be honest... As it was in episode zero, there really wasn't that. It really wasn't that important. It's uh, you know the characters uh, get captured after Fujiko basically uh, leaves them as usual, um, but then they manage to escape uh, and such. Zenigata manages to track them, uh, but they manage to get away and escape. There is some stuff with uh, Jigen where it's indicated that he might be considering you know kind of going solo, but then it's indicated now nah, I'm fine with the way things are so yeah it was a pretty standalone episode i feel like it kind of served to be there to try to help introduce the characters and premise to people who weren't familiar which is good because the last two uh parts did not do that at all mm-hmm. it just said hey i hope you know who these characters are because if you don't we're not going to stop to explain anything yeah <laughs> So, so so there was a chance that we were going to get a spin-off series Jigen, but he nixed the plan before it could happen. Kind of. <laughs> it although interestingly this doesn't affect us cuz of the dub, but apparently the Japanese the person who did who does uh Jigen's voice in Japanese, I think he had done it since the start of the series like so that's like decades long and uh and then after this and this was his last performance as the character Mm. so Mm. uh 
So that would explain, I guess, why I focused especially highly on him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not, not too much else to really say about it. There were some interesting things. I liked the part. There's this kind of brief conversation between Jigen and Zenigata about, you know, why each of them does what he does. Like, Jigen, like, you know, is saying, well, you know, you're go you're constantly going after Lupin, but you've got the skills that you could definitely, you know, rise up in the ranks if you were doing something else. Mm-hmm. So that was a little interesting. Okay. But yeah, it was pretty good. All right. So after that, we've got One Piece episodes 540 and 541. Now we get, and it's time for a big flashback from Jinbei. <laughs> now, in other anime, you might be thinking, uh oh, this might mean Jinbei's going to die. But no, One Piece doesn't do it like that. One Piece <laughs> does not have the character get the big flashback and die. They have them die in the flashback. <laughs> being being in a One Piece, if you are not the person having the flashback, being in a One Piece flashback is one of the most dangerous like things ever. <laughs> okay. So what we've got in this flashback, essentially, uh, we focus on two things. First, we're focusing some on the queen who... Uh, well, we already know. Well, we already know some of the characters in this flashback are dead, so uh, mm-hmm. I guess uh, that's the case there. And she's trying to like, oh, we should try to get better relationships with the human world. Uh, meanwhile, you know, even though they kind of treat us badly, uh, then we also have um, what's his name, Tiger Lily, I think. He's one of the fishmen. He attacks the sort of world nobles, uh, frees a bunch of the slaves they were having, including fishmen, and basically makes a crew with them and others. And he it establishes the reason they've all got that big sort of uh, mar- like sort of sun mark on them is because they did that to cover up any of the sort of slave brands that some of them had. But everyone took it, so it's impossible to tell who you know was captured and who was freed or who was always free. So they're going around and they're kind of fighting um, the Marines and such. You have Arlong who uh, is basically, who comes up with the brilliant idea of how do we stop a deal with the um, humans uh, and how like, and prevent and make it so they don't get upset if we kill them. Well, we should just kill all of them. That'll solve the problem. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem feasible, Arlong, unless you get, unless you like unlock a giant army of titans. Um. Anyway, so we've got that. Uh. But then Jimbei's ultimate, uh, not not Jimbei, uh, Tiger Lily. He's ultimately decides. Okay, we should, you know, we not kill any one. And then there's this stuff with one of the sort of girls that they were trying to escort because she was one of those slaves also. So, um, is kind of traumatized. But they managed to, uh get her out of it although there's a weird part where he decides well you know she's a kid i'm just gonna put a painful brand on her over the brand she does have because that'll solve things i guess Mm -hmm. uh but the weird thing is that after he does it he basically just throws her onto the floor and i'm thinking "Uh, okay you're trying to do this for a benefit why are you being so rough with her because mm-hmm. I I double checked the manga, you don't see it like that. You see her just here on the floor. So I guess that's the thing the anime added, which felt weird. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's all the uh, basic 
stuff. Yeah, we got that stuff with that girl named Koala, who actually does show up much later um, in the series. So uh, I, I was like, oh, I guess this was when we first saw her. And, yep, that was my convoluted explanation of the, the things. Yeah, a uh, couple of uh, pretty weird episodes. Um, it, now, would you argue that I'm at a disadvantage because, you know, I only started watching One Piece someplace around, you know, when, when did we start this podcast? I forget where we were. Well, it's weird because they... When they started airing One Piece, and uh, we the time we first started really paying attention to it together was when they were on the Thriller Bark. We watched basically right. all of that, and then it went on hiatus. Then it came back, and they jumped forward about like 120 episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, so in terms of understanding things, I'm sure there's some stuff that you're at a disadvantage at, of uh, th- but these specific episodes, outside of I guess having greater context for stuff with Arlong, but I assume we're going to get more of that here. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily that much extra that knowing more would uh, would get would uh, get you. Maybe some of the stuff about like the world government or world nobles and stuff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were these were um pretty decent. Uh, though so uh yeah I, I they at least did not even though they i'm sure they were they ultimately did not feel as uh stretched out as a bunch of the episodes um have at least to me mm-hmm. okay also um arlong's voice is really obviously that of mr satan from dragon ball <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, right. Uh, we actually did have one more thing to talk about because uh, we did actually uh, randomly watch Naruto this yeah. week. So what happened was I was watching One Piece and, you know, it, it, it came to an end. And then for some reason, the DVR picked up like the first two minutes of the Naruto episode. And I'm like wow, this is kind of important. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should have been watching because it's like one of these uh, big moments, it seemed like. Uh, I, I honestly don't know if it was as big of a moment as I thought it was, but uh, I'm interested to hear what you think. Yeah, after you mentioned that to me, I did watch it. So what happening basically is I don't know... So this final bit of the arc, I know the vague s- stuff of it, but outside of, I guess, knowing the f- some stuff about the final fight, a lot of this is new to me. So Because Naruto is confronting Obito, who apparently has had a lot of work done, because um, he looks totally different now. <laughs> um, and we get a bunch of f- flashbacks about him and his uh, time, I guess, knowing Kakashi and... Uh, what was her name? Was it Reen? I think it was Reen. Um, I'm thinking, or was it someone else? Am I am I just getting mixed up because of the Fate Stay Night character? <laughs> so yeah, there's some stuff there. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, I know the flashbacks were padded out a bit compared to the manga. Uh-huh. They, they were in the original chapter because I checked, but they did add some stuff. Um, in regards to it, uh, what what specifically did you think was the big deal in it? It was because the title of the episode was Obito Achia. So I was like, oh, wow. So this is like the big reveal. And um, and then it turned out to be like a really padded flashback. <laughs> I, I think that um, I believe that we I believe we already knew Obito was behind this. I just can't remember exactly when it was revealed. I think we knew during the 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 last time we watched a few episodes, but I'm not sure. It's it's the problem with this uh, bit of Naruto is there's some reveals and I just have no idea when things happen. I'm like, okay, so when did we know that it was Obito? Because from what I remember, you thought it was there were all these heavy hints it was Obito and that Toby was Obito and you think okay so it's oh so that's clearly him oh no wait we find out it's actually Madara okay so we got that uh-huh. oh no it wasn't Madara it was Obito <laughs> pretending to be Madara but there is actually Madara also because he's working with Obito <laughs> so I've only gotten that so uh so there's that, but mostly it really was just flashback stuff about Obito, and I'm not sure how much of this we already knew. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've gotten that. Uh, I don't think I have too much else to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything? El- no, nope, uh, that's it. Okay. So that's it. That's all of our Naruto stuff. Oh, one thing I did want to mention. It was interesting that uh, uh, the part where we keep seeing Obito arriving late. I'm thinking, oh, maybe that's what where Kakashi got that trait from. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've gotten... Yep, that's our Toonami stuff, I guess. We'll move on to the other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So we've... Starting with Bobo episode 18. So they get to the uh, Gasser's hometown because they're looking for the pomade ring. After some wacky antics, they realize that uh, the pomade ring they were looking for is actually this ring that's floating up, up in the sky. Uh, then they learn to fly and just <laughs> head there. Because, uh, and... Uh, Right. Bobo ends up confronting Suzu, that that girl who was working for Captain Battleship with the apparent ability to teleport and basically gets her to overeat so she collapses. Mm-hmm. There's some other uh, stuff where, and ultimately we find out that Captain Battleship has decided to make them fight the Battleship 5 Quartet, although there's six of them. Which is uh, basically where our episode ends. We also had a bunch of stuff with Service Man. This guy in this just this white sheet that uh, whose attack is apparently to flash people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, most of his stuff was actually cut when they aired this on Toonami, I remember. Really? Mm-hmm. What got cut? 
Uh, mostly the stuff when he's like flashing people, except, I mean, you never mm-hmm. see anything. It's all, right. it, it's always like, you know, dark because there's, uh, because they mention, because there's always the guys who shine the lights from behind him. But though I mean, he was still around, but we never really got to see uh, much of his attack. Later on in the anime, they kind of stopped um, doing uh, that. But yeah, I so I honestly thought, I mean, I've been kind of met on it for the last few episodes, but I thought this was a definite improvement in it. I thought, like, the jokes just worked uh, funnier. There were some bits where I'm like, okay, you're just kind of doing something random for a little long, but, like, the weird thing where Don Patch is announcing about how they can fly and going, we can fly because it's a Don Patch of a new day! I, I like that bit. I, I think my favorite joke was just when Don Patch and Jelly Jiggler are trying to sneak in and they've got, well... You can't really notice it because it's in Japanese, although he does say what it is. They've just got spy written on them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, de- this was, I think, the part where I started making sure to, when it was originally airing, record the episodes so I could watch them if I wanted to later. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe this is why I chose it. I thought this episode was pretty decent. And Bobo Bo, when he randomly turns into the octopus, looks like Koro-sensei. <laughs> okay anything else no all right so normally we go through these in the order we added them but since we might have a bunch to say about the conclusion of fate stay night unlimited blade works we'll start with the instead with the new series that we got um <clears throat> here uh spy family episode one there is an x in the title but it's silent so mm-hmm. it's just like hunter hunter or um i'm sure there's some other things oh yeah there's this manga called robot laser beam and it had an x between the robot and laser beam mm-hmm. so basically the plot of the episode uh, of this is that we have um the spy known as twilight that's his name. And he's mm-hmm. basically given the mission to as part of this convoluted plan that doesn't seem to be have been thought out very well when you get <laughs> down to it. That he needs to try to get a wife and child in a week, which, again, apparently it makes you wonder if maybe they thought, well, we have no idea if this will work. So let's just throw it out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. The higher ups he needs to get a wife and child uh, to have the child enroll in this uh, academy to try to get close to this one uh, guy. So he ends up taking that. He goes to this orphanage to get this girl named, uh, and he picks this girl named Anya, who uh, actually it turns out is a telepath, which he doesn't know because she can read minds. And uh, basically the episode is, um, there's a bunch of stuff of them kind of trying to get along with Anya uh, being kind of funny until she because she she wanted to go with him because she read his mind and thought that just being with a spy would be cool. And uh, inadvertently kind of reveals their location to some bad guys, gets kidnapped. Lloyd does, uh, after initially thinking, well, you know, I'll just abandon her. And then you realize, no, wait, that I got into this whole thing to try to protect kids. I should try to help her. So he manages to disguise himself as one of the bad guys, rescue um her while in disguise and he thinks she doesn't know that it's him but she does because reading minds mm-hmm. ultimately they manage to uh in part of him basically managing to get a copy of the test to have her memorize get through and into the school 
uh, at least the first part, except then they need to have a meeting with the kid and the parents, a mother and father, but there isn't any mothers, which is, so they got to find that, and uh, that's where the episode ends. Yeah, I was wondering, how does he not know that she's telepathic? Like, it seems, like, blatantly obvious that she's, that because she pretty much finishes every sentence he says, yet somehow he doesn't figure that out, and he, you know, is apparently a pretty intelligent person, but he, he can't figure out she's a telepath? Well, the only things that I would possibly tip him up, I think, is when she randomly announces that she's six, when he thinks that he wants someone who's six or older. And also the crossword puzzle. But both of those, uh, and there's other things she does, but all the rest of them could just be excused by him thinking, well, she's a kid, so, so she's weird. And, uh... He even those other parts, I guess, are could. The only weird part is a crossword puzzle, but he just kind of thinks, "Huh, was that a fluke or something?" So he might think it's something like that. But uh, yeah, and I mean, there's not really much reason, I assume, for him to believe there are any telepaths in the world. It reminds me of uh, a show I saw called Kotorasan, or as they translated it into English. Uh, the Troubled Life of Miss Katora. And basically, there's this girl. She was named Katora. And she, she was a psychic. And she wouldn't just read people's minds. She would blurt out whatever they were thinking. So her parents are cheating on each other. And she blurts it out and causes them to you know, basically get a divorce and then her mother like never her mother turns on her and, you know, never wants to see her again. And then then the rest of the series is kind of like <laughs> kind of fun stuff where they, you know, where they see she meets someone who, you know, likes her and then they get into a club because what anime series doesn't have a club in it? And um, and then at the very end, her mother comes back to her and it kind of sort of gets resolved. Um, but that's kind of what Anya reminded me of. Very similar character to Katora from that series. It's what... Katora, I don't think I've heard of that one. Well, what's the series called? It's called Katora, Katora-san or The Troubled Life of Miss Katora. And I know I'm not probably pronouncing it right, but... Uh, oh, yeah, Katora-san. Okay. Um, I got it. It's Yeah, it's an anime. It looks like it's based on a uh, manga. Yeah, okay. I can see... I'm I'm looking at like the cover, I'm thinking yeah I could see how this character who looks who looks kind of like Anya might have been a partial inspiration. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so I can't comment on it. Um. <clears throat> so I this is a series that I have read the manga for, which was, uh, 
and I was thinking it might be interesting to watch because the series has been getting a whole lot of hype and a lot of uh, attention. And I uh, thought, well, there, if the dub is apparently premiering just one week after the actual show, why not give it a go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I Yeah, I thought this was a pretty decent episode overall. Oh, I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. I was um, a big fan of this episode. I mean, for the first five minutes or so, I was confused. I was like, is this just all a big joke? But then um, it really kept me interested. And now I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to get a wife and who this wife is going to be. And I've, I've already kind of been spoiled on that because, you know, people people don't really care about spoilers anymore. They just uh, let the entire world know long before you have a chance to see it. So, yeah, kind of spoiled on that, but um, still looking forward to it. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I might have said that a little tepidly. I think it's, uh, it might have just been because I already, uh, like, saw that. Well, I ended up seeing this episode twice because the first time I, before I knew how quick the dubs were coming out, I wanted to see the first episode just to see, okay, is this a good adaptation? And I'm like, okay, that's good. Then they, then uh, when I found, I'll be watching the dub later. And then when I found out it was coming out right away, I then watched it. So watching it like twice like that might have, you know, hurt the thing a little for me. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, it was it was quite good. Like I said, this series has been getting very strong very strong reception. It currently two episodes of air. This is currently number 3 on my anime list, the show. In uh, what? What? In what? In in the top anime series. I don't understand what you well, mean. Well, you know how my anime list, you can look and see what the top-rated series, like anime series are? Oh, according okay. to the users. Yeah, this thing has, has managed, the series has managed to launch all the way up to number three already. Well, it probably has so many fewer reviews that, you know, I mean, everything starts off up towards the top, and then as it goes along people start giving lower ratings. So true. Uh, I, I know that is the case. Definitely. I was just, it's so, and I, you know, I only put so much, uh, like stock into these sort of online, um, into these sort of things. Like, look, I like Steinscape, but I don't think it deserves to, it's, it should be the fifth highest anime ranked. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, it's more just the fact that it was, that it managed that a series managed to do that at all when it started. Uh, so that, that was all I wanted to say. I just, it was very surprising to me that it would just do that. It would just hit like, uh, that. So yeah, I, that's all. So yes, a, a good, a good start for the series. Definitely. Mm-hmm. This will be a fun series to keep track of. And you might have been spoiled about stuff about the mother. That's fine because it's in the next episode. We we don't have to wait. We we only have to wait one episode to meet the mother. We don't need to meet wait nine seasons like how I met your mother made us do. <laughs> All right, so we come to the end 
of Fate's Day Night Unlimited Blade Works, episodes 24 and 25 of this series. So what happens is Shiro is fighting uh, Gilgamesh, um, and then and he basically says that since he's able to create stuff, he he's actually Gilgamesh is actually not a bad opponent for him because all he just has because all of Gilgamesh he has a zillion weapons, but he hasn't mastered any of them. So all he has to just do is counteract each one individually. Uh, Shiro manages to not like not completely beat him, but really hurts him. And then Archer just who I thought was dead, but I guess he's able to shoot arrows still, uh, finishes Gilgamesh off somehow. That that was a little confusing. Um, Reen manages to get Shinji um, uh, safe. Um, I'm not sure why he's work- she's working so hard, considering he was a pretty awful guy who basically um, indicated he was going to try to sexually abuse her, but uh, yeah. okay. Um. Uh, uh, Saber destroys the Grail, but uses up all of her remaining mana and thus uh, disappears. And that's uh, so. Yeah, everything has managed to get resolved, essentially, uh, with the bad guys beaten, the Grails destroyed, and then we cut forward two years into the future, where um, Reen and apparently Shiro are studying under the Mages Association in London. We get some. Uh, and yeah, it's mo- that final episode entitled "Epilogue" is basically just an epilogue in which it kind of focuses on what they're doing. Uh, there's a number of sort of Easter eggs slash cameos here. The girl that she uh, that Reen fights is apparently uh, like an important person in like some Fate uh, Stay Night spinoff series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older guy that. Uh, Shiro talks to that's in a that's a grown up version of Waver from Fate Zero. I wish they had said something to indicate that was the case because I had no idea. It was only because I read that was him that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that was basically the episodes. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this, and we'll we'll start with the first of the episodes where uh. Didn't it seem like the biggest form of Deus Ex Machnia, or I can't even pronounce it, man, my, my, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah Deus yeah. Ex Machina. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. it, it, but... it it's, it's one of those weird things where the pronunciations, because you've got like the original uh, Greek pronunciation, but then you got the English pronunciation. The way it would be pronounced normally, like in English, so it ends up being kind of weird that way. I think it would. In fact, wait, actually, it's Latin term, not uh, Greek, or is it? Because yeah. did Latin have C? It's I don't know. It, it the pronunciation. It's it's it. You know what it is. It's the D U S space E X space M A C H I N A. Um, basic thing. Yeah. Now, don't you think the biggest case of it you've ever seen is Archer coming out of nowhere to just suit that thing to save Zero, and and then he just die. You know, he goes away just at, right after that. It was like 
It was like that was so convenient from the survive for just that one little thing that broke that chain to save Shiro. I mean, yeah, that that uh, that seemed kind of fake. But um, my my biggest problem is that there should never have been an episode twenty five. Like that should have never happened. Like the episode twenty four, it ended pretty much perfectly. You know, you you have Sabers gone and Archers gone, everyone else is gone, and now Rin and Shiro meet up with each other and they walk away. And it was a perfect ending. It was perfect. All they had to do was just end the series right there, and it it's perfect. But then we have to have this entire uh, final episode, which, you know, it's it's kind of depressing and it's not really it doesn't really make much sense. And it I don't I don't really understand what it, it even brought to the table. For me, it seemed like a bad fanfic. That's what it seemed to me to be. Like, I guarantee I could have written a fanfic that was better than episode 25. Like, that that was just... Uh, that, that was just a very poor decision to have that. And if, if they needed 25 episodes, then they sort of padded out some stuff beforehand because having this bizarre final thing in London and all this... And then they they have to leave each other and all that, you know. Uh, yeah, that that episode was just terrible. So, uh, in my personal canon, the series ended at the end of episode twenty four, and episode twenty five never happened. So that that's what I'm sticking with. What did you find depressing about the episode 25 exactly? You know, that they had to leave each other, you know? Did they? I thought they did. I I, I, I didn't get that impression. I thought, like, it, um, Rain, like, promised that she'd always be with Shiro um, towards the end of it. That's what I uh, thought was um, what was said. I don't, I don't remember anything about them having to separate. Hmm. Maybe I misread what she said and thought that, uh, you know, it, 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 I don't know. I just did not like that last episode. Let let me um, see if I can double uh, check on um, something uh, here. Uh, let's see. Um, I can't really be checking on the... Um, this the dub because it'll be all uh, noisy and uh one quick thing you mentioned um you you mentioned uh about how uh one thing i want uh hang on i'm, I'm just checking it because i want to um see the episode you might hear a little something uh come from uh not not you but the listener um when it plays something which uh I forgot to mention it before. I, something did start talking on my computer that I closed pretty quickly um, early on. So in case anyone was wondering what that was, that's what it was. Why is this taking so long to load? Here, let me um, let me uh, let me try um, this. 
Um, well, anyway, while I uh, try to get stuff to work, yeah, I don't think there was anything about them having to leave each other, but... Um, okay, maybe that was the way I interpreted it, and um, it, it was... I didn't really... I just did not like that final episode, you know? It... it it felt like it could have so easily been finished with episode 24, you know? Yeah, this it, it did, I will definitely say it was kind of a, a, basically, the whole final episode was, as they say, just one big epilogue. So, mm-hmm. um, we've gotten that. So, what else did I, um say about uh this wanted i i i would not say that archer was the biggest deus ex machina because technically it wasn't required they could have just they could have just had him um shiro beat gilgamesh like because he had basically been defeated like shiro because gilgamesh was trying to pull shiro into the like whatever it was if, uh, like, all he had to do was, like, I don't know, shake him off or whatever. So it's not quite like that. Uh, like, a, a true Deus Ex Ma- the worst ones are where, you know, they just get right themselves into a corner and then have to get through it. One of the, one of the worst ones, I think, was uh, in the, the finale of Avatar The Last Airbender, where, t- to go through it quickly, so the main character has this, like, super power-up, but due to plot reasons, it gets locked away, essentially. It's gone. And then he's fighting, like, the final bad guy and stuff, and he's having trouble, and then he just happens to, like, he gets hit into this rock, which hits this scar of his that apparently that had something to do with how he lost the power, and then it just completely reawakens, and he wins. It, it was <laughs> very... And that wasn't even the only DSX Mahina in that episode. <laughs> I liked Avatar, but that that because like the whole um energy bending, that that was just came out of nowhere. Although that at least wasn't quite as sudden and random, but I'm just I'm talking about stuff you haven't um seen, so no point in that. Um so let's see, was there anything Uh, I wanted to mention that I love that opening theme song to the second half of this show. And um, you you once recommended to me to check out uh, this singer called Ama Lee, who did uh, the. uh, She did the Tanya the Evil song in English. Yeah, she's she's done a bunch of covers, but I think the one of the best ones she did was the uh, the saga of Tanya the Evil um, cover. Yeah, she did one for this song too, and it's really good. So you may want to check that out sometime. Um, that was actually that was uh, really good, and you know, like I'm someone who typically just likes the original, but. Um, no, that was a pretty good performance, so, um, you may want to check it out. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. 
Yeah, I'm I'm glancing over what's being said. It's definitely um what what happened was that Shiro said that they he was invited to join like Clock Tower, which was some organization, but then wasn't interested. And then Rin's like, "Well, I guess I won't be able uh to uh join that if you're not." And then and he's like saying, "I'm I think these are the English subs." He's like saying so um about how like the it's indicated they'll be traveling uh like the world um with each other um in the future so yeah i'm not i'm not seeing any uh i think it's made pretty clear they stick together okay well then i must have not paid it good enough attention does that improve your opinion of the final episode no not really it was just it 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 was just there it didn't need to be there it's sort of just been cut off at the end of episode 24 and then and everyone could figure out what they wanted to do with the characters after that but having that whole epilogue it just it just felt like a waste of time that's all okay I didn't mind it as much. It did feel like it did feel I guess technically unnecessary but you know I I didn't I, I didn't think it was bad in any way, and it did give us some more information about what happened later. So I was okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the big my even though it was definitely a battle, the Shiro versus Gilgamesh, or really the final battle itself, still felt weirdly anticlimactic. Even though I there was a bunch of action and stuff, it just kind of felt. Like, okay, well, I, I, he's just the final boss, and they fight him, and that's it. I, I don't know. I was kind of expecting more of, like, some sort of, like, enemy, some super-powered thing that maybe required more of, like, a uh, group effort um, to beat. But it is just kind of he beats Gilgamesh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else I was going to say? Uh, oh yeah, Gilgamesh's like Matt. All those blaze attack reminded me of Biakia from uh, Bleach. <laughs> did, did it make you remember that? Yeah, it did. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's going back a long, long way, man. I I remember when Biakia was actually relevant. Like he was like he was big, you know. Like he was important, and then. As the series went along, he kind of uh, faded out and kind of, uh, you know, who knows what happened to him in the manga. I, I don't I don't know what happened, but um, uh, yeah, it, it's strange that he was like such a big character early on in the series. And by the end, he's like uh, not not even important at all well you'll see what happens to him when bleach comes back later this year later but, this year yeah isn't it isn't the final arc on uh, the anime um coming uh like in i think fall i hope so i, I don't know when it'll be dubbed but i think it is in fall mm-hmm. yeah in terms of what Biakia did um yeah he i mean he got a fight against one of the Espada in the Hueco Mundo arc, but, uh, well, he ended up with the fight against, uh, basically the most boring of them. 
<laughs> um, and uh, then he and Kenpachi fought off screen against Yami when he was revealed to actually be the strongest Espada, but then he again gets beaten off screen by the two of them. That is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. That, like, there's a big twist where he says, Whoever said that the, the highest ranking Espada was one? I'm zero. And then he just gets beaten off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if he does anything in the in the arc after that the uh, Fullbringer arc I think it was I think he shows up but I can't remember if he does anything that whole arc is such a blur mm. um right so uh, I guess I should say what I thought of, I mentioned that about the ending uh, um on the whole it felt did not was not as strong to me as an ending as Fate Zero had, and now which is, they both kind of feel incomplete but in different ways. With Fate Zero, it, I liked the ending, but it was incomplete insofar as you know it's all a setup for Fate Stay Night. Mm -hmm. You, it's not a complete series without it. And this one, I think, I did. I was curious, so I went back and saw what like reactions to this were when it originally aired, and I was seeing a bunch of people saying, uh, noting that it's not really it doesn't work that well if you think of it as a sequel to Fate Zero, because there are characters in that to get a bunch of focus, and they don't really do much here. You had so much attention to Kirei, and then he just kind of gets randomly killed uh, here. Mm -hmm. Gilgamesh does do some stuff, yeah, but, and, like, Saber, her, her original backstory is kind of only barely touched on in this. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was, uh, I assume it was focused more on in, um, the original anime, because that was based mostly on her route from the game. Yeah, but not until the very end. Okay. Yeah, I can understand it not being until the end. It's just, I remember here, there's just like some quick mentions of it. And I was thinking, oh man, if you watch this without watching Fate Zero or the original anime, then you would have be completely confused about all of um, this. So yeah, definitely this is not, this is not the series to get into Fate with. You, you should be, you need to either watch Fate Zero or the original anime first. I haven't seen the original anime, so I can't really comment on if that's better or worse than Fate Zero. But, uh, mm -hmm. well, you've watched both of them. Yeah. What what do you think? Do you think um it would it, it's better to watch like both of those before this? Yeah, I would say so. Would um would it be okay to just watch the original anime and then maybe hold off on Fate Zero until uh later to go from that to Unlimited Blade Works? How much do you <clears throat> think watching Fate Zero like helped with this show? Well, it, it would it would. Some things would make a lot of sense and other things would make no sense. So, okay. um, yeah, you, I'm really glad we watched Fate Zero because even though it's, uh, you know, uh, I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind is just. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that I watched Fate Zero. Okay. Perfect. But yeah, uh, I do think though, 
we do still have the Heavens Feels movies to watch. And the thing we always need to remember is that the game, the full game, there were three routes and you are supposed to play them in order. Like you, in the original game, you have to play them Saber, Reen, Sakura. I think when they remade the game later, they made it so you could do any of uh, them in any order. But that was the original required one, which is why... There were some things here that probably weren't explained as in as in depth about like Saber, for example, because they just assumed in the game, well, you already knew it could you played through it, and this is based on that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think some of my possible criticisms might be balanced out if you after watching the movies, because I know that's the third and final route. There's some extra information, for example. Some of the stuff in Fate Zero towards the end when it was kind of giving hints about the Grail, none of that comes up here. I, I think it's tackled in Heaven's Feel, so yeah. we'll definitely I'll definitely see what I think there. Fate, Fate does seem like a franchise where, at least in sort of the core series, you really gotta watch, like, you can't just watch one, you gotta go through more in order to get the full, like, experience so it all fits together. Okay. What what's that tapping noise? Do you do you know what that was? I just was hearing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um anyway, that aside, uh last things to say. Yeah, we'll so we'll get to Heaven's Feel. That's what we're gonna be watching after this. After we watch first the uh, original movie adaptation of Unlimited Blade Works. We're gonna watch those right. and then the Heavens uh feel that's four movies. Thankfully, uh, just the perfect amount to watch so that you only have to pay for one week of Netflix to watch them. I'm uh, sorry, one month of Netflix to watch them all. Yeah. All right. We talked about the ending. Any final thoughts about, uh, mostly about the ending, about the series as a whole? Um, it was very good, and I'm glad we watched it. And um, I like it a lot better than the original Faith Stay Night. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very good. And, uh, in terms of something you mentioned that I forgot to comment on. Yes. The, the, the theme song, uh, brave shine its name. That's yep. a very good one. I like not only cause it's a good song. It also just fits the, like what the visuals. Well, I think like the, the yeah. timing of things. Did you know that it was originally going to be a different song? by the same artist and they said well this doesn't really fit the opening so then they used this one and it kind of perfectly fit so that was a good decision they made i have no idea whether that other song is any good or not i'll have to find out someday yeah um let me uh, look up something about that but yeah although one disappointment i always had was that the theme song shows this cool thing with caster and lancer fighting and you never yeah. see it <laughs> um yeah so that's that uh i can't compare it to the original anime because i haven't seen it uh most people have said that they liked this more than that although i have seen some people s- say that the original anime even if it's not necessarily as good as a standalone series it works better you can wa- watch the anime and enjoy it on its own thing whereas as we've established this is not 
you can watch this, but you're definitely going to miss out on some things and be more confused if you have not, if this is your first series you watch in yeah. the, uh, this, the, the thing. Totally agree. Okay. So let's see. I'm checking um, this. <clears throat> Accord, it says that the original uh, song that was going to be used for the opening was something called Last Stardust, which I haven't heard, but it says that it was used during the show in episode 20 during Shiro's fight with Archer. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So I can't remember what that song, unfortunately, <laughs> went. So, yeah, I guess the final thing I'd say is between this and Fate Zero, they both were good. I think I'd rank Fate Zero slightly higher. I'd go with this show over Fate Zero. Okay. Well, the final thing I, I guess to say is uh, obviously there's a lot of months left in this year. There's some very, there's some very good, there's some good series that we haven't watched yet that are upcoming, like you know season three of Kaguya-sama, or some uh, series that we're kind of currently watching that might get much better. But if I had to do the thing right now, this would def uh, an end of year ranking right now. This would definitely be number one for me. Yep. We'll yeah, see. I can't disagree with that. Yep, we'll see if it holds on to that. Okay. That's that. Uh, top three. Okay, uh, I have to give it the fate for the final time. Not both episodes, though. Just the one episode. It does get first place for the final time. And we'll see if that's good enough to hold up for the year. I think it will be. Um, second place, Spy Fam. And third place, Assassination Classroom. I would basically, I think I would put it in that order also, except I will replace Assassination Classroom with uh, Loop on the Third. I thought it was a pretty good episode, even if it was pretty stand alone maybe it is one of those cases of oh yeah i missed this show i'm glad to see it again uh you know that sort of effect but yeah that's where i would uh put the series okay and that is it essentially we talked a, a little a bit longer than usual it seems but we did have the final series ending of this to discuss by the way, uh, in my point system, I have a point system for uh, the shows in the top three for the year. Fate Stay Night has 50 points. Second best is Ascendance of a Bookworm with 14. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be hard to catch, but I think Spy Family has a chance. So we'll see how that goes. Yep, that that's a series that could top it. Kaguya might, depending yeah. on how it is. I I have heard some some of the stuff that may that I think will happen this season uh, seems pretty fun. But we'll get to that. We're still waiting for the dub of that to uh, come out, and because yeah. that's how we watched it before, and so we're going yeah. to keep watching it. Mm -hmm. The the um I've seen a bunch of people say, "Oh, the dub's worth watching just for the narrator." 
the original Japanese narrator is much more like kind of I guess dry with their reading, whereas in the English one he just go he just like just goes crazy with the stuff. Mm. You know, there's parts where he just like you know just like audibly sighs out of frustration, mm. out of things. Things like that are just fun. Yeah. Okay, I know I uh. And that's it, I suppose. We'll be back next week with our usual stuff. We'll ha be continuing to cover Lupin, Spy Family, and we will be watching the Unlimited Blade Works movie. Uh, I mm -hmm. think. I, I think it's on Netflix, but it's the problem with Netflix is that it's hard to actually tell before, um, before uh, like, if you're not signed up. I, I literally just signed up because I wanted to wait till the last minute and then I was trying to look at it but then it decided to when I'm on the site to start talking which is that thing that you've heard <laughs> that the reader might listener might have heard so we'll check on that but I'm pretty sure it's there if not we'll just move to the heavens feel but right now it's unlimited blade works the movie anything else no not really okay so that's enough for our babbling uh we hope that you enjoyed this especially if this is your first episode but we'll try to do better next time piney hey michael here for a bit of a post credit sequence and i'll try to be quick so i was talking about how i thought they were on netflix the movies yeah it turns out they're not right now i think they used to be but they're not now in case you're wondering where to watch them uh, i think there's several places but you can find the unlimited blade works movie on high dive and the heavens feel movies it looks like are available for rent or purchase on youtube movies and of course you know there's dvds or blu-rays so i just wanted to come in and quickly explain that so people didn't get mixed up by some incorrect information i was giving and that's it we'll see you next week